Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Cancel Me Baby. As you know, I have been quite vulnerable and, and exposed uh, in the last few episodes in a way that I probably have never been publicly or on the platform. So, you know, why stop there? Now, today I'm taking a little bit of a detour and a left turn uh, when it comes to vulnerability. Now, stick with me because this pertains to a big story that I'm going to be talking about today and the bigger message uh, that does have to do with everything going on here uh, that's understandably consumed all of us, right? So um, personal story is lately I have been entertaining the idea of wearing bras again. No, I told you, stick with me, all right? Stick with me like the chicken cutlet pasties that would never work on these bad boys that you may have the uh, luxury of wearing, but I'm going somewhere with this. So I've been entertaining the idea lately of wearing bras again, because again, if you listen to my show, I've been on a very intense and liberating journey for the last year plus, really tapping into my power as a woman. Again, this pertains to where I'm going. Um, would there be Operation Sex Goddess Body, which has been my you know fitness journey, and really owning, you know, the body that I've worked so hard for and the power that comes with that and having that, um, you know, to show for my, my dedication and the idea of, you know, going brawless and unleashing that feminine power that's been caged in pun intended, uh, for eons. Right. And, and the power that, uh, that comes with that and in, in entertaining this lately, I thought to myself, where would I even go? to get a new brassiere, if you will. And I really thought of Victoria's Secret. I was talking to my my guy about it and he's like, man, that's the only place like Victoria's Secret granted. I may or may not be living under a rock, but right, that's the first place that you think of, especially for women who got, you know, a little something going on up there like I do. And it really, you know, makes you think how Victoria's Secret had this monopoly over the women's intimate lingerie market. And we're really synonymous with that. And what happened, but they went, they done and fucked it all up. So you may be wondering, Taylor, how the fuck does this have to do with anything ever? Well, here's why. Uh, today I am taking a little bit of a break for my brain, for your brain, uh, with everything going on, because lo and behold, there is still nonsense unfolding in the world, especially in the world of virtue signalers, as we're going to get to today, that needs to be addressed and needs to be made fun of. And so we're going to be looking at what happened, why Victoria's Secret has publicly now come out about putting a hard stop end to their quote feminist rebrand. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Bud Light, the Disney, and moreover guys, because obviously what's going on is, is weighing heavily nonstop on, on my heart and brain. And I know you guys too, but how it does play into the bigger picture of why we shouldn't be entertaining these virtue signaling entities to begin with, because clearly their priorities are ass backwards and they're all deranged anyway. <laughs> so we're going to bring it all uh, beyond my bra shopping. We're going to bring it all in on the big picture um, 
in the end. So yeah, so Tuesday, Business of Fashion, who oddly enough is partnered with CNN, came out with a report that the rebrand is over finished people. So what did the rebrand entail? Like taking a page out of the Bud Light book, out of Adidas, Abercrombie, you name it. They took on, first of all, they ended after a 20 year iconic run of the Victoria's Secret fashion show. They went on a five-year hiatus because it was just so culturally insensitive in so many ways. Like again, priorities in the context of what's going on now. I'll just leave you with that for right now. But they went on a five-year hiatus. They took on people of, you know, plus size, trans, Megan Rapinoe, who's a well-known LGBT. I think she's a soccer player, what have you. And ditching the angels. You know, the angels were just at fault for just being so whitewashed, despite the fact that they're Black, Colombian, you name it. I actually worked out with one of the most famous Black angels, Jasmine Tooks, which I'm going to talk about. Um, but that it's just such, it just gives everybody body dysmorphia and makes everybody such patriarchal cheering misogynists, according to them. So, this mindset now has caused them to have a 5% plummet in sales. I'm not going to read the actual numbers, but just know they've lost like hundreds of millions years, year by year in the last handful of years. So uh, there was a the presentation to investors and the board president, who's a man, said, sexiness can be inclusive. And we can celebrate diverse experiences of customers. That's our focus. Yet... And keep this in mind because this line will stand the test of time and it will come back to us to hold our hands, to walk down the runway with us in the end. Despite everyone's best efforts, there was not enough. It was not enough to carry the day. I.E. the woke peddling did not translate in sales. Our wallets are empty and so the keyboard warriors failed yet again, despite being so loud online. Now, like I said, of course, there are so many ties and, you know, yelling at Victoria's Secret for, you know, the fantasy that, that made them so iconic, right? The angels who were as tall as a sky a building like the even in the stores they're changing the stores just like disney i'm gonna get to is changing their actual amusement parks and the imagery but even in the stores right they used to have a la hollister the dark and the allure and the mystery and now it's like you may as well be at your school library right because they want to make it quote welcoming to fans and so this is also important to note because this is where you know, right wingers go really hard in blaming like the diversity quota and something flopping on one element, right? Or aspect of that project. So they'll often be like, oh, this movie has one non-binary character and that's why it flopped, right? Like that's ridiculous. And my point is, this is something bigger than that. I don't, you know, I wouldn't blame this on the fact that, you know, they had one trans person, they had one this, Despite the fact that, yes, 
like get a clue again it's a brand it's a fantasy it's okay like other people and other messages and other companies can have their own but like maybe get a clue that you're not going to sell the fantasy like we don't want to see fat people in lingerie sorry and like I have no apologies because I'm at my fucking wits end okay but like we know that it's a fantasy so I think that this is something bigger than that and this is something about meddling with women and the idea of being feminine, right? So for example, the, a part of this initiative was including most of the board was uh, replaced with female leaders. And again, I don't think this goes to say that women are bad in business. I think this is what happens when you push virtue signaling nonsense. So the idea that even, right? Like, no one knew about this. No one, in, I didn't know about this. No one knew. The Victoria's Secret show, guys, it came back. Literally no one knew. Like, nobody. I, I didn't. Did you? I bet you the custodial staff at the actual event didn't even know about this. But basically, they revamped it with a whole new vision. And instead of the iconic Victoria's Secret show... It was this very, like a movie with different segments of activists and this and that, and very like intellectual and editorialized and stylized. And the film's messaging, it's diversified, celebrating healthy and expansive global take on femininity. So here is the problem. And this is what you people fail to grasp with all of this. I take issue with the fact that this was a feminist rebrand or feminist makeover. Again, why can't the original badassery, fantasy, feminine, sexy, gorgeous, confident Victoria's Secret Angel be feminist? It, why can't that be feminist? Great, you can be feminist over there with your own interpretation and your rainbow colored hair. Like, leave them alone. A perfect example, right? Like. Victoria's Secret Angels just oozed with confidence, like the way that they walked with those wings, just taking over the stratosphere was so glorious and hot. You know, even if we would watch it like crying over a bucket of KFC, we relish in it. And in this new reimagined version, there's even a line that's like, I didn't have the confidence of feeling that I was beautiful. It's like, this is, that's feminism to you. Like if anything, the old iconic version is more feminism to me. Like that's what it is about standing in our power and not taking shit and, and owning the multifaceted power that we are on the runway or off. And what does it say to that sales have dropped so significantly. It's like people love to have the switch kind of like, it's such a patriarchal misogynistic view. Dudes aren't the one buying this shit, this lacy pink red paraphernalia to cover their nuts with. It's women buying it. So maybe think to yourselves, huh, like what are women inspired by? And again, the fantasy and the allure, like maybe we want to look hot. Maybe we want to look beautiful. Maybe we want to play into that fantasy because clearly no one's buying this shit anymore. And a crucial line from the original article is that all of the like rant ranting and raving about wanting to change it was favorable with reviews online, but didn't translate into sales. It's like, right. So again, you can have the keyboard justice warriors going on and on, but it doesn't reflect the average person. And 
we're going to tie into what's going on right now in, in the Middle East in the end in terms of like social justice warrior virtue signaling messaging when these people have the brains the size of an ant and are beyond ignorant. But I really feel like that captures what's going on right now yet again. You have all these people crusading online and you would think that that's the majority, but in real life, I feel like most Americans have the common sense to think otherwise and to acknowledge, like say with what's going on, right? Like, yes, what happened is absolutely heinous and disgusting and anything but is unacceptable. But it's like, right, we're listening to these morons and for what? Like clearly that doesn't reflect most people. So that's something I'm saying. And also like give it up to like Heidi Klum, right? She was one of the OG angels and she is someone who was still rocking and rolling all over town like she's probably in her 50s right now I've interviewed her a ton of times when I was covering America's Got Talent and she, again she just oozes that confidence and that gorgeous beauty and I've said this before right there's a hundred percent a concern with young women being over sexualized I'm talking like high school, even college, like over-sexualizing themselves online all of the time. And that's why I have such an appreciation. And I've said this in episodes, like it should almost be saved for older women, like the Heidi Klums, because they are not, it's not so much for like a validation or attention seeking. It's like that pure and utter confidence. And she's someone like at, she's like killing it like the under boob and the body and just like relishing in that feminine beauty and not shying away from that and there's so much glory and power in that you know on the contrary again like why are we always dictating who comes out of the woodwork okay recently but Andrew Tate criticizing a, a British personality Amanda something like 50 something mom looks really great has I think an 11 year old a 14 year old and posts a bikini photo that is not thoughty, like is tasteful. She looks great. She's fit. And Andrew Tate comes out here being like, you're a mom and a wife and you have kids. You have no business posting this. Oh, I see. So we're going to listen to the moral compass of Andrew Tate about what women, women should and shouldn't be doing online. I'm going to pass, but, but thanks buddy for your input. The guy who exploited women in online sex cam business for years, making thousands and has how many of a library of derogatory comments about women? Like, mm, thanks, but no, thanks. I think I'm going to pass on your input of what women should and shouldn't be doing buddy, but okay. Um, so on the other flip side of that, right. Is how, you know, we, when I interviewed, I talked about working out with Jasmine Tooks, who, you know, is, I, I had to have a step stool to like have a conversation with her. We did a workout together in LA for this Victoria's Secret event and is very much was like human, right? Like even have like little like, you know, uh, dimples or whatever it is, like baby, baby ones. And was like working on her body and very much like sex goddess body. She's like, I work on it every single day, you know, like I have that commitment and that drive and it feels really good. But it's funny because she talked about loving tall guys because she's a tall woman. And it got me thinking about all this, how, you know, we do it with men too. Again, it's always branded as like misogynistic, patriarchal, da, 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 da. even though again, Women are driving the sales. So are women patriarchal and misogynistic against themselves? Like make it make sense because the math ain't mathing. 
But she even said, like, I love tall guys. I don't want a guy shorter than me. And it's like, right. Like, we like what we like, and that's okay. And it made me think, like, with male-geared brands, we don't see this meddling. You know, again, like with Adidas, we see a guy in a women's bathing suit. We did have like the Bud Light thing, um, which I'm going to get to in a minute, but think about it like on the appearance side, like why isn't it with like blockbuster films, like, you know, Captain America and this, or again, huge consumer brands for dudes. Why don't I see like trans men or chubby dudes? Like why are women the ones to be fucked with? And again, because women are such a huge uh, majority of the of consumer base for both men and women, right? Guys, girls buying stuff for their guys and guys wanting to buy stuff that looks good on them too, that girls will like. Like, let's face it, it's primal. Like, we want to be flattering to the opposite sex. Um, but, you know, we don't, we don't ever see that. Like, I don't see it with guy brands. So again, and and again, I'm not talking about the Adidas. I'm not talking about the Calvin Klein who has a parade of pregnant men on their campaigns, right? That could go for men and women. I'm talking solely these male-driven consumerism, whether it be film, blockbuster movies, brands, like why don't I see it? Again, why are women the ones to be meddled with? Like knock it off. Um, Because the truth is, like I said, the objectification, while it may not be as overt, it goes the other way too. So enough with the finger wagging of everything is misogynistic all the time, period. So, okay, to Bud Light, we've seen this story before. Like, I don't know, but the whole Victoria's Secret thing, like I'm having a little bit of deja vu because who else backtracked and course corrected on their virtue signaling but Bud Light? So when Bud Light partnered with Dylan Mulvaney, you know, it was a whole uproar. We're still hearing about it. They took a really hard hit, right? They were no longer the number one selling beer in America. They had lost billions uh, in the stock market. Uh, What have you, again, these are the people making these calls. Don't forget, this is why it sheds so much light on what we're seeing now, okay? Because at the time, the marketing VP was a Harvard grad. Need I remind you what's playing out on Harvard campus as we speak, okay? So just to give you a little, shed a little light there. Uh, But again, they took a really huge hit because of that. Because again, it's like, know your base. Bud Light is, you know, and this isn't to say that it's like, all Bud Light drinkers are transphobic. But again, like Victoria's Secret, know your audience. This is for the blue collar worker, for the everyday person, like just trying to kick a load off and get by. We don't want to get preached at by Dylan Mulvaney, who's been a woman for 50 seconds. And so what do they do? But after all this backlash, come out with this whole campaign called that's who we are. And it shows the everyday blue collar worker on their John Deere's and in their plaid flannels in Bud Light factories saying we make the beer and trying to appeal to the everyday person. So again, you guys are all like chasing your own tails and you look ridiculous. Like stick to what you know, know your audience, because guess what? You are aligning with the same people, okay? who are course correcting everything, PC correcting everything, every microaggression, this, that, or the other thing, and show blatant disregard 
for actual violence and atrocities. Okay. That's number one. And number two, again, is that you are shooting yourself in the foot with this, like for what, for what is my question. Okay. So a good example of this, actually someone like coming back from the dead is the love actually director who also did projects like iconic, like Bridget Jones's diary, Notting Hill. And he was recently at a film festival and was going on about how he really regrets like the fat jokes. And, and again, like Bridget Jones was iconic for that, right? Like her self deprecating fat jokes and how he regrets them and the lack of diversity and explains why, because he wasn't around a lot of diverse people and feel like he couldn't felt like he couldn't speak to those roles. And my friend Evan Jackson, who has been on the show, he's another red carpet reporter out in LA of Young, Bold, and Regal. He, I can't even take credit for this because he made a great point. Like, dude, like shaming yourself in this way, again, for what? It's like reverse clout shaming, shape, clout chasing to make yourself relevant. No one cares. Like, I just want to watch Bridget Jones in peace. I don't care. And if anything, that shit is still funny because there's an underlying truth to it. Like, why are you shaming and canceling yourself to make yourself relevant? Like, I don't care about your movie from 20 years ago. <laughs> like, leave it alone. So the reverse, reverse cloud chasing there is indeed an epidemic and is iconic. I mean, I just said the whole episode, right, about celebrities canceling themselves. So again, like nonsense, nothing productive here happening. So speaking of productions, let's end this with the upcoming remake of Snow White. So Disney has made it their mission, like Bud Lights, like Victoria's Secret, to right the wrongs of their past, okay? And make put a stamp, a social justice warrior stamp if on everything is, if it is the last thing they do, like Walt is rolling in his grave. He's like, can you leave Snow White from 1937 alone? Like, can you let this lady sleep in peace? Like she's being resurrected now to be some feminist crusader when nobody asks. So what's happening before we talk about how the actual parks are changing their imagery and their rides, okay? Is the remake that's coming up with Rachel Ziegler. And this girl, again, like, I try to give the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, she's a fetus. Basically, she's like 20 years old. Maybe she's just blabber jibber jabbering because she doesn't know. But again, she's on this whole crusade to talk to every news outlet she knows about how the original Snow White was about a creepy stalker dude. And it's weird. And the new Snow White is rewritten for modern history about being a leader and being this and that and how it's, it's a new take, right? She doesn't need no man. And it's like, again, no one asked. I am somebody who is the most like, don't take any shit, stand in my female power leader. I don't give a fuck that Snow White was put under a spell and and kissed by a dude. Like Snow White is not my fe feminist manifesto. Like I don't give a shit. I can take with a grain of salt that it was from 1937 for Christ's sake. So in- I love this. In retaliation, the Daily Wire, which who knows how good this production will be. I don't even care. It's just the fact that they're doing it. And again, a little sidebar, but this is where like conservatives will go a little hard in like refusing this so much and amping up the message of how like 
women need men and like we breathe to serve our men and serve them dinner every night and give them foot massages. Like that's a little, like you're going a little hard, but again, it's like, let's take this for what it is. So they're coming out with their own version. I think the trailer dropped like yesterday. And so we should see how that goes. But I just love that because it's like, you know, if you're going to rant and rave about something, I love this. It's like, do something about it and be about it. But just a little context for you, right? Because there's always the myth of like, go woke, go broke. Is that really a thing? Or is that just like a conservative slogan and buzzy kind of like meme talking point? So in recent, like, you know, in the last year or so, Disney has lost a reportedly $900 million. And their films like, let's see, Lightyear, Strange World, Little Mermaid have um, gotten hit for trying to push, like, again, politically correct messaging. So who knows if they're, if it's correlated that directly, but, you know, you do your own analysis on that. What I find even more fascinating is attendance in the parks. Like, again, Again, you can't help but think, is this all related? Like, can we just be entertained by a princess with seven dwarves who put a spell on her, who was put a spell on by some evil witch, like this very probable thing that would happen in real life. Like, can we just fucking be, again, like Victoria's Secret, can we just be entertained by the fantasy? Like, I'm not expecting, God willing, to be put under a spell, hanging out with seven dwarves by an evil witch that day. And no, that does not make me a dwarf phobe okay people um but again it's the fantasy but the parks are what really fascinate me because they have gone lengths to change imagery in the parks and messaging so for example when you get to the parks the characters no longer greet with boys and girls hi boys and girls you know they greet with genderless uh messages but also the rides themselves so in the pirates of the caribbean ride i guess there was a scene where there i mean i was just always blown away by the fantastical moment of it all like the water splashing on you the cannons are blowing like am i sitting here stewing over like as a 12 year old stewing over the misogynistic themes but i guess there was a um seen in the ride where there's like a bride auction or something. So they took that out because it's misogynistic. Like, again, I have a hard time thinking 15 year olds are like doing dissertations on this, but okay. Uh, also like the jungle book, jungle cruise ride. And this to me is most fascinating splash mountain splash mountain was changed. Okay. When most kids concern is having the balls, like daring each other to go on it because you are fearing for your life and getting that photographic evidence that will stand the test of time. And that shows that you're not a pussy, right? Like how could we forget? But no, if you didn't know splash mountain was extremely problematic with stereotypical racist tropes because it was actually tied to the movie Song of South. So it they claim that it was overtly racist when the Song of South movie actually took place in a post-Civil War era after the abolition of slavery and the Reconstruction era. Um, but no, uh, they had to change all of this because it was really hurtful and what, what have you. Again, like I need to find a 13-year-old with acne and braces who saw their life flash before their eyes, but no, was too concerned. Meanwhile, they're singing animals and what have you are to are concerned with the overtly racist themes of Splash Mountain. I can think of some overtly phallic themes. You do what you will with that. 
but just so you know. And so again, like the movies, you know, draw comparison or not, but there has been a dramatic decrease in park attendance. And you know, like Disney lifers, like they will stop at nothing. Like it is, they live, breathe, eat, sleep Disney. And so it's been like a ghost town documented compared to what it used to be. So again, do with that what you will. So in conclusion, I just want to reiterate again, like the the idea from the, I love this line from the Victoria's Secret piece, which is the the online, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, the the reviews and feedback for these types of changes are really favorable and applauded and popular online, but they do not translate to sales. Now you could say with all of this, Taylor, like here's kind of a funny take, right? But you could say like, who cares? Why do you even care? Like let these companies make themselves look stupid or let them appease a quote, more diverse, inclusive audience. Like why is this your hill to die on? You know, a kind of funny take on that and light take is number one, because it's all stupid and ridiculous. And number two, money makes the world go round, honey. Okay. So argue that with me and dispute that. No, but um, on a more serious note, it's what I was saying earlier. Like, again, these are the exact same people to hoot and holler about all of this, to change their imagery, to change their messaging, to change this, to appease people. And now they are quiet about, you know, what that I've been very vocal about on this show. Okay. Mass torture, genocide before our eyes. So clearly they are ass backwards. Their priorities are completely out of whack. So why am I going to listen to you people? Clearly that's not getting us anywhere because all of the same people fighting for this and proud of themselves and saying, this is progress and this is change are the same people online openly wanting to exterminate Jews and aren't compassionate or apologetic or upset about it at all. So am I going to listen again to these self-righteous high and mighty entities, people about what the writing, the wrongs are and inclusion and microaggressions and progress? No, honestly, I have four words for you. Thanks, but no thanks.